Welcome to the Author Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. And I'm Sean. And this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. Very excited for what we're about to talk about tonight. So as usual, we're socially distanced. It's the only way we've ever done the podcast. We did it way before it was mandated. Ross is in the Northeast. I'm in the Midwest. And Sean's in Canada and British Columbia. So he's about as far away as he can get from Ross. <laughs> in North America, yeah. <laughs> that means the you've got there. That means the spy balloon flew over him, too. Because <laughs> it went from Alaska uh, to get to Montana, so it had to go through BC. That's not going there. <laughs> and I sure hope not, because I would hate for that thing to, to pick up on my conversations. So. <laughs> yeah. My favorite uh, part is like, it's a weather balloon. Confused. Like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> why? Why a V8? What? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. So, <laughs> Ross. Going back to uh, the Chinese vehicles. Yeah, we we don't have any Chinese vehicles to talk about everything that you're about to discuss is American made. So, yes. Uh, oh, first yeah. of all, brief, brief Yukon Denali review ish. <laughs> so spent a week with the Yukon Denali Ultimate. It had the 6.2 and it was what do we say it was as tested 97 or 98. So much money. Yeah, it's it's a big number. Um, OK, Yukon I thought is, it was 100 grand. It's I thought it was plus, like 109 you were telling me. No, yeah. no, no, not that much. Okay. But yeah, it's a Yukon. They drive great. Um, Super Cruise is very good. The 6.2 is good. Um, it's a good truck, you know? It's the most luxurious family haul you're going to get from GM short of an Escalade. And the only thing I'll say about it is that that ultimate package, and Chris, I know we've talked about this a bunch of time when I had the, the Sierra 1500 <laughs> Ultimate but right. the ultimate package, like with the etched topographic maps and everything, is just silly and needless. So, pro tip: I think if you're looking to spend 85 grand on a Yukon, don't get the ultimate because you don't need it. Well, and I feel like didn't Jeff tell us like he's got a buddy who like goes through Denali after Denali after Denali, mm-hmm. and, he, and he ordered a new one. And Jeff was like, "Did you get the ultimate?" He's like, "No, I'm not paying that much. Right. Like, right. he's already spending a crap ton of money on just the Denali." But yeah, and uh, it doesn't you don't really get anything of substance over a normal Denali, you know, normal Denali, quote unquote. Right. So, anyways, so that was here, that left, and today the Ram Rebel 2500 showed up. So spending a week with that, and it is kind of it, an overlap between like Power Wagon and Cummins powered 2500 and it has the diesel and it's got a column shifter and it has the flip up center bench seat, you know, with the low tunnel and just some rubber over the center. And, uh, and it is not small. It's a nice looking so, truck. It is a nice yeah. looking truck. Do I didn't you, realize it had the diesel. Do you do it's, truck reviews? Is that? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Part of the yeah podcast and website universe writing and whatnot is, uh, is cool. writing car and truck reviews so yeah so the the rebels here for a week um i wish i was planning to do something that would actually you know test its ability but realistically i'm probably just going to drive around a bit you know it's not probably really good <laughs> i wonder how much it weighs i had the trx and like at the time a bunch of the videos were coming out like the guys at everyday driver you know, who I'd also contribute to, they had jumped the TRX. Um, I don't know if this one would be as friendly on the landing side of things. Did they jump the TRX or happen to drive off a ledge and the TRX kind of came down hard on in the nose? They, yes. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> There's a chance that was tells about it. He was like, yeah, we don't really, we didn't, re- we, we didn't really yeah. jump it, but we definitely did to the skid plate. <laughs> yep, and uh, and and Todd when he taught on, he was like something happened that we can't really talk about yet. So yeah, so the yeah. the rebels here. Curious to see how it is compared to like Power Wagon, um, but yeah, other than that, I have no personal vehicle updates. Um, the Lexus is doing Lexus things, and as yeah. in everything's functioning correctly the way it should be. You've added everything. Stuff. Yeah, everything is fun. The remote start is functioning perfectly. Um, it is, yeah, it is, it is desperately in need of an adventure. So I'm eyeing a weekend, possibly in March to get out of the woods once, uh, 
once life calms down a little bit and I get back into the swing of, of the school <laughs> this, stuff. So it's just life what? calming down stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is this? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've been waiting I know. for that for years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It is chaos here. So yeah, and that's it. Added awesome. a kid to the equation, so that's never going to change. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I got some other possibly fun stuff coming up with a with a power sports manufacturer. So we'll talk Good. about that in the future. Well, um, the only update I have is I've gotten closer to putting more armor on the Sequoia. Uh, Sean, we got invited to an overland trip out in Moab in uh, late March, early April, and so. Ross's truck is way too far away to drive to Moab. Uh, Maybe not I'm, by Sean's standards, but by yeah, by, <laughs> by my standards. I'm going to be there during that time too. Oh, are you? Well, he's he's got a Jeep, and it's Easter Jeep Safari time early April. Mm. So yeah, I'm going to be from like late March until mid April. I'm going to be in in Moab for like three weeks, I think. Oh, the dream. Okay. So I'll definitely make sure to give you. We'll we'll trade cell numbers. You'll cross paths. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. So we can get together. Yeah, we'll figure something out there. Um, but I have a front skid plate in my shopping cart right now. I need to complete my uh, invoice and and everything. <laughs> so front engine skid plate, transmission and transfer case skid plate, fuel tank skid plate, and a set of weld on sliders. Um, and then I think we're gonna do some bumper trimming, which is always fun yes. on, on my wife's daily driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that what vehicle is this? It's a 2008 yeah. Sequoia. Okay. Um, so second gen uh, Sequoia, it's the first year of the second gen. It's got the uh, the automatic height adjustable. Oh, it has uh, the AHE. AHE. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it has AHE. Hey, that can buy me two inches when I'm out there, Russ. <laughs> that thing where it adjusts for like aerodynamics, depending on your speed uh no not for speed it i'm a lot i uh it's got the control in it for like damper settings so from like sport to a middle to a comfort um sport in a sequoia uh-huh. comfort comfort gets super floaty where if you if you're when i hit the mountains i put it in sport so at least there's less body roll as i'm going around like the mountain roads on especially i-70 through colorado um and it's made that trip it's made that trip from kansas city out to the exit on 70 we we didn't go to moab on the utah trip we went down to uh canab and like uh zion and bryce um north rim of the grand canyon and what was east the grand staircase escalante Mm -hmm. um so the truck's been to utah before but just not at the time it had the stock rims and and highway tires on it so now now it's got all terrains uh it's got some trd wheels on it um tundra trd wheels not the trd pro wheels that everybody else runs um five lugs so yeah i had a no it's six 2022 grand cherokee for a loaner from the dealership while my Mm -hmm. truck was getting some work done i'm driving down the highway and it all of a sudden it goes you have reached optimal aerodynamic ride height and it it has like this adjustment depending how fast you're going it was i was okay that's that's cool (laughs) (laughs) yep i'll take it Ross, you're right. It's five. It is five. I know. Yeah. My this brain tundra. It's the same as Tundra. Yeah. Tundra and Sequoia are five lugs. Tacomas and Forerunners are six lugs. Correct. And Lexus GXs. Because they're it's all like, the same thing. I would say it's like they use the same parts over and over again. So. Almost like Toyota is good at that. <laughs> so, so is Porsche. But we, that's a different animal. Uh, yeah, we don't have that kind of money. Well, sweet. Let's talk about Sean's stuff because we're yeah. boring. <laughs> Sean, welcome. Sean's done some cool shit. Thanks for why having don't, me. Uh, why don't you give the audience your elevator pitch? We like to just have a, a quick brief so everybody can get to know you real quick. Sure. My name's Sean, and uh, I like to tell people I'm a professional adventurer. I uh, I go out and, and go to places that are hard to get to or that other people can't or won't go to uh, whenever possible. And uh, I like big trucks. Oh my gosh! Yes, you do. Like big trucks, and I cannot lie. <laughs> and I go there, but I I held back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't hold back here. So yeah, Sean's here from Story Till Now, uh, YouTube channel, and on other social mediums. Um, so why, why don't you tell us a little about yourself first? How did you get into off roading? Like, is this a lifelong thing you've done, or did you find it and just jump in with all appendages? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Um, not a lifelong thing. I, uh, so I, I left, I, I lived in Japan for like five years, not that long ago. 
And uh, when I came back, um, I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I wasn't, you know, really close with a lot of friends that I'd been close with before I left, because obviously, you know, we'd been living on other continents. So, um, but um, a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Curtis. We used to work together. He hit me up like literally the moment I got back was like, hey, let's go camping this weekend. I was like, all right, let's go. And uh, when I got back, I wanted to buy a car. So I picked up, uh, I picked up a Mazda Miata. Nice. And, uh, well done. Which, like, uh, what Miata? I've had two and driven probably 200. They're super fun. Um, but they're, they're tiny. They're like, the I don't worst fit in them. Camping vehicle. Cause there's no storage <laughs> space for gear. Yep. So I would load up like the passenger seat with like gear, with the, like the roof down and it would be packed up to like the windshield mm-hmm. with a, like a barbecue and, and all that <laughs> stuff. And he took me up this forestry road, like 20 kilometers on the dirt with like all these potholes and, and me and like this lowered sports car. It was like the worst possible vehicle to take yep. up this road. But we started going like every weekend. We just, I got super hooked on, on going like backcountry camping. And then um, I was just trashing this car. And one day he said, why don't you just go on Craigslist and get like a, like a Ford Explorer for a thousand bucks or something. And it'll be like your camping vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then I went down the rabbit hole of like oh boy. low cost off-road vehicles. Uh-huh. And I, I landed on like, a, I spent like $3,000 on a 99 Jeep Cherokee. And it was like, Perfect. Yep. I had like a two and a half inch lift and 31s, I think. Okay. And, and uh, that'll go a lot of places, actually. People yeah. always forget about that. Yeah um yeah and from there like i I was like okay what else can i do with this now and i started like looking up all the you know the off-roading clubs and i joined joined our local um um you know off-road group the four-wheel drive association of bc and uh they have a magazine and hey there it is nice (laughs) excellent production amazing (laughs) okay so oh two oh it's a two-door too yeah and this is nice. like what it looked like when i got it this is like got to be one of the first trips i ever went on with this is before i did any modifications to it it came huh. like that with the side all like crumpled and yeah. uh it, yeah, it's it rolled seems life so um yeah but yeah. uh i i was i loved this thing this thing was my baby what and, year was uh, this that uh, you... this would be 2015 i want to say holy shit you've uh <laughs> You've really, yeah. things have really snowballed for it. you. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so you started. Uh, I started going out with like, I, I started joining like group runs to go out. Um, um, there was a, there was a, like a local Jeep club that I, I hooked up with and went out for some runs. And uh, I think this is probably like my first ever snow run right here. I've got chains on like a dummy. And, <laughs> And uh, my cheap, like, I think these, these lights I put on the bumper, the round lights there are like, uh, like 20 bucks at uh, the local hardware store. And I thought I was really cool. And uh, this, this roof rack actually fell off. Like uh, it, <laughs> nice it from, from going off camber and the weight of the spare tire up there, it, oh, it came like God. this. I never used the spare. It came like, I don't think that spare is even the same size as the tires that are on there. But uh, I remember like, like on, tire. on this I think it was on this run we were like on this off camber section and the the mounts just like crumpled and the racks <laughs> oh my up. god the thing was a piece of crap but it, <laughs> it, it was amazing. and i went on some pretty some pretty epic adventures with it and it just like kind of spiraled from there so that's my my uh okay origin, so, your origin story. story you got the yeah. bug and the bug bit how did you follow. find those pictures that's amazing <laughs> well, that's, that's what happens after we do 150 shows <laughs> i it's all about your google search terms so there's yeah there's there's Ooh, quite yeah, a that's, bit that's of that's, not that's actually that's actually my buddy's xj uh but yeah. same trip yeah so based based on where i'm digging these data there's a there's a Flickr account somewhere that's got your name tied to it so <laughs> nice. i'm scared of what might be on there that people are going to find now <laughs> Well, and then so, I've, I've got some like crossover. There's a wedding photographer, I think, by the, the spells his name the same as you. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Gets weird real fast. Who are these people? a really good photographer with a name like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, in Japan, did you get into the JDM stuff at all? Like, no, the, I wasn't right really. 
wasn't really into the car scene at all over there. But mm-hmm. I have uh, I, I had a have had have a friend who um is is like a JDM YouTuber over there. His name okay. is I don't know. You might have seen his channel. It's called Albo. Uh, he used to he used to be called um, um, Drift Hunter. Oh, he does like all Drift, the Drift Hunter sounds familiar. He does like all these uh, like kind of JDM car scene videos. But we 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 didn't really work together. But we worked in like the same town, and uh, so he's like a pretty big YouTuber now over there. Okay, we'll check him out. I mean, drifting is probably the most fun in a car that i've had not i'd love to go drifting sometime that'd be fun probably not in a jeep but i would it's love fun. to try <laughs> i know a guy actually who's got a two-door xj that's a uh, a track monster that would Can be very appealing yes so all right so so you got into the into the jeep world got into the wheeling world yeah and then where did the idea to start a youtube channel document things and then I mean, people who have watched your channel know that your your like niche is like pushing boundaries for what what you and the vehicles can do in terms of elements and trails. So how did that end up going? Um, it just kind of naturally happened, actually. Well, I mean, I've been I've been into making videos since I was probably sixteen years old. So I've been just filming stuff and putting it on the internet since like. Mm-hmm. When you had to download it over a dial-up so um but i mean i always just kind of did that for fun and then life kind of took over and and real jobs and stuff like that and then um i i really got interested in drones when like drones started becoming really um good like the first ones that came out with like the gopros and they're all fisheye or kind of crappy but when they started looking like cinematic, I was like, man, I, I really want to get back into video stuff. And so I thought my my window, I was like, maybe I'll start a video production company and then I can buy all these cool toys. <laughs> and <awesome>. so <laughs> I uh, I spent a bunch of money and I bought all this camera equipment. And then I did a few jobs. Like I started a business. I did I did like a music video and I did uh, I did some commercials and and I realized really quick that I hate making other people's stuff. It's so boring. <laughs> like I just, yeah. Like even yeah. getting paid for it. I was like, this is dumb. I don't like, this isn't fun for me. This is the music video was fun. The music video was really fun. Cause That's I got nice. to be creative on that. But um, I really wanted like a creative outlet, not, not like just to just another job. Right. Um, so then uh, like that business just, failed because i didn't like it but then i had all this <laughs> equipment and I, so i um i was i had recently married my wife and i said hey like how would you feel if i just started filming our life and just putting it on the internet i i'd come off like a binge session of casey neistat and i was like uh, i was like i can do that and uh so my first video is actually nothing to do with off-roading at all it's my wife and i's honeymoon uh where we went to thailand and and china and uh um, I walked on the the Great Wall in sandals like an idiot. Oh, that's awesome, um, dude! People I, love I, travel stuff, you know. Like, yeah. Well, it's fun to film too because it's so so interesting. But there's tons of travel stuff out there. But I think my second my second video was like an off road trip, and then I, at the time I realized like this is when I, I was kind of at the peak of my interest in in off roading, and at that time, and I want to say this would have been twenty. 17 or 2018 there was like no off-roading youtube channels there was expedition overland um, those guys <laughs> and um and there's like dirt every day mm-hmm. yep and uh i don't i don't know there there probably was other ones that i just wasn't aware of at the time but um but not really like the popularity of where it is now where like mm-hmm. everybody and everybody has an overlanding channel right um and it's named something Overland, but uh, <laughs> God, just come up with a, any buzzword and attach Overland to it, and it's a YouTube channel. But yeah, I just kind of like identified this this space on YouTube where there wasn't a lot of people doing it, and I realized that where I live, this environment, like there's, it's like ripe for for being filmed, like it's just so picturesque and different. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 
And so, you've leaned, you really leaned into the cinematography aspect of it. Yeah, well, I love that part of it too. So it's like combined my two, my two passions were like off-roading and filmmaking. And because like when I was in high school, I wanted to be a movie director. I wanted to go to film school. I wanted to be Steven Spielberg, right? But uh, film school is expensive and, uh, and that just wasn't happening. So that, you know, I just kind of took a detour for like mm-hmm. 20 years. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. I, uh, it happens. I probably did like I did YouTube for like two years before any of my videos even even got any attention, really. And then I did this one video um, of one kind of oh yeah, it's my LJ. That's an, that was uh, that was oh. my my third Jeep. I love that thing. Um, what was Jeep number two? Jeep number two was another XJ, but it was like a a bucket of trash i think oh, i had boy. it for maybe <laughs> two months i bought it for 500 bucks because it was on 35s and i was like well i'll just take the 35s and put them on my uh and put them on my purple xj there and then um and then we realized that the the unibody was twisted on my xj and oh, God. um there was all sorts of problems with it probably needed a new motor so then i was like oh, i'll just fix up this 500 xj <laughs> it, it was like a, a 1982 or something <laughs> had um it had a, a chevy motor in it uh like uh i can't even remember what it was but the thing the thing was just like this mix match of parts and and it, it was junk like it was complete junk we had to rebuild the motor and um it was so i i painted it myself i painted it red and black and um i'm sure you're gonna find a picture of it aren't you <laughs> i'm probably. trying you probably will <laughs> um yeah I and it just, this one was photoed <laughs> so on like maybe my second trip out with it um and it was actually probably my second or third date with my my wife um uh, before she was my wife um i took her like 50 kilometers up this forest service road in it and it kind of blew up and died and we were in like three feet of snow and uh nope that's not it that's uh that's, that is a friend of mine's <laughs> <laughs> yeah it blew up and then my wife said she would never go off-roading with me again unless i got like a like a more reliable jeep so i ended up selling the miata and the xj and getting the lj which is the one that's that you had up there before lj is best yeah it, lj is so good that's an, an lj rubicon is like a it's like a halo car for me I, yeah. it's one i want now I get even more spe- the one I get even more specific is I want the movie edition Sahara oh. from the movie Sahara. Oh yeah. Oh, we've had this conversation. Yes, we I have. Is that it like is? Yeah. It's it's not even that good of an LJ, but it's just the one I want. Yeah. Nice LJs are awesome. I miss that Jeep. I wanted to keep it when I got so when I got the Gladiator, I sold it because I needed money to build the Gladiator because I was I was very poor at the time. Um, this is like. So the, that year, yeah. So I, like I was saying, that picture that you just showed was actually <laughs> from the first video that kind of blew up uh, on my channel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was kind of the first one where I did like a voiceover narration and told like a, you know, a coherent story with it. And, and then, uh, so that started going, well, yeah, that trip. And uh, who's in my passenger seat? There's a ghost in there. Usually there's no one in my passenger seat. I think it's my friend's son. But um, yeah, so I sold it. I wanted to keep it, but I, I sold it because that later that year when the Gladiator came out, I was like, I'm going to get one of those and have like one of the first built Gladiators, which is probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. I mean, marrying my wife was the best decision. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but for the channel. It was the Gladiator. Yeah, for the channel, it was it was the Gladiator. Yeah. So the, I guess we'll talk about the Gladiator and then we'll go into some of the, the specific trip stuff that you've done. So the Gladiator. Yeah, um, there it is. Started life as a Rubicon. <laughs> and what was your first round of mods? Because it, it also seems to have escalated very quickly. Yeah, so we immediately did a four and a half inch lift uh, and put it on 37s and, uh, and just put a, 
a rooftop tent on a half rack on the back and that was pretty much uh and and, and a winch and and it was go time stock gears no yeah other for, probably for like a year or two i ran it on 37s on stock gears before i regeared it that's crazy and then because i didn't have money to regear it yeah <laughs> man that's that's a lot so all right so you so you did that and then uh then there was some other stuff along the way i'm sure that got it to Jeez. looking like the picture that chris just brought up this is actually like this is probably the first trip i took it out on it is the first trip i took it out on after we mm -hmm. lifted it the snorkel was the other thing that we added like day one so um yeah this you can tell this is really early on because i have this stupid cell phone booster antenna that got ripped off <laughs> <laughs> So, I thought I was real smart with that one. And that's, I mean, people have seen gladiator bills go haywire over the last probably year, but I mean, for the listener, it's on, so 37s, ARB bumper, uh, what, what lights were those? Uh, it says 169 weeks ago. So November 7th, 2019. There we go. 20, yeah. So that's literally like a month after gladiators started hitting lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there and, wasn't many out there like that. And now that's that's kind of the yeah. norm for where people go with the gladiator. I mean, and you're the expert. It's where I think they look best. <laughs> like you um if you go out around here, you see more gladiators on the trail than almost anything other than Tacomas. Hmm. That's so interesting. And and I mean the general rule seems to be like you need 35s to help the break over. And yeah, I well, I think 37 is minimum on a gladiator. If you any less than that, and you're just you're not you're wasting your time. Biased a little, but <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, so all right. So where did the um, where did the snowball just like get kicked into orbit between this stage and the recent 426 Hemi stage? <laughs> well, um. That is a that is a trajectory. That was right the there. end of 2019. So it's been how many years here? 2021, 2020. So it's been like three years since then. Um, so I mean, I beat the crap out of that gladiator, which is uh, you know a large. I have a large portion of my following to doing that because nobody was just like taking gladi like a brand new gladiator and mm -hmm. running it through these tight trails where the branches are just like destroying the paint and then driving through landslides and, and stuff. And um, so I beat the crap out of it. Um, we uh, like in I don't know, last year, sometime we did some engine modifications that didn't really work out. And, um, and then one of my um, biggest sponsors, uh, Epic Adventure Outfitters started doing engine swaps and we we're just like, well, instead of swapping in like a Hemi into this beat up truck, why don't we just, you know, trade it for a brand new one and put it in that. And then that's, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> you know. So it's a, a crate engine, 426 crate engine. Yeah, it's a, it's a 426 Hemi. So it's basically like, it's a 392 that's bored and stroked. So it's mm -hmm. like a, it's like basically a seven liter um so i mean they call it a foreign 426 i mean i guess technically it's not like your traditional 426 but it's right. the same you know it's basically the same kind of power so what are they quoted at for power uh 606 horsepower 575 pound feet of torque oh so a little better at moving 37s yeah yeah well it's on 40s <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> even better we put 40s on it and uh dana 60 axles so it's uh it's pretty beefy yeah and toyo mts yeah toyo mts um i really like those tires so i've been running them for a couple of years now how are their how are the highway manners i i toyo i work with toyo and i'm i got 83s on my truck chris has 83s on the sequoia i love i, I mean they're killer. Yeah. no complaints at all like they're fairly quiet as far as a mud terrain tire goes i mean you're not going to get completely quiet with a mud drain right, right, right. but um yeah and there as not like for as an all-around tire for everything I've, they're probably my favorite tire that i've run good to know so how many miles or 
I guess kilometers do you have on the on the new truck and how many did you run on the old truck before setting it free? So the old truck had I think ninety thousand kilometers. And okay. I'm sorry, I don't know miles. You can do That's your okay. free- <laughs> uh, that is uh fifty six ish thousand miles. Yeah, and then sixty is at twenty five thousand kilometers right now. And we put the we put the engine in at twenty thousand. Okay. So pretty much right. brand new motor, just don't care. <laughs> Let it rip. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the adventures. Now that we know the um, the extent of the gladiator. Tools. Gladiator craziness. Um, all right. So you've kind of explored all over, it seems, from the videos. So where have you gone? I mean, what's the furthest you've gone? Tell us some stories. I mean, what's the hardest trail that you've done? You know, I mean, the landslide videos are madness. Yeah, uh, I've been most of the, say, I've, I've covered the most, like, the lower half of British Columbia, which is a large area. Um, something like 90% of British Columbia is public land. Um, oh, and so there's just endless and our, our biggest industries are, are, are like forestry. So there's tons of old forestry roads, mining roads, um, and they're all open to the public. Right. Um, I've noticed when I go to the U S like it's a lot more kind of regulated about where you can go, but here we're, we kind of have free reign over, over the public land. As long as we, you know, we're not like out destroying mm-hmm. off the trails and stuff. Right. Yep. But um, yeah. So uh, I've done a lot of exploring here, just mostly old forestry roads and mining roads. So those are my kind of my favorite places to go where places that have a little bit of history that maybe are overgrown and and not many people go there and, uh, or you can get really high up in elevation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what comes with those kind of roads is stuff like this on the screen here, where there's like washouts or landslides or, or stuff that you need to, uh, you know, use, use your truck and your gear to get through, which makes for, you know, interesting video and fun times oh uh, how much has your barometer changed for sketchy as, oh, as you've gotten crazy, deeper dude. into this i um <laughs> i i don't think i it even most stuff even registers on my on my scale anymore which is scary mm-hmm. because sometimes you know like my my friends who i'm out with will be like flipping out over something and and i'll just be like what <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> let's go and uh but it's it's not good because actually my my I should be a little bit more nervous about some of the things that I do. Um, we did. So the, the hardest trail by far I've done is the Alexander McKenzie trail, which is here in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's kind of a historical trail um, where uh, um, Alexander McKenzie followed this trail with like a canoe and hiking and horses and stuff to get to the ocean, like across British Columbia. But um, it's very, overgrown it's um it's very difficult to travel because there's a lot of deadfall like trees every every mm-hmm. week there's like hundreds or thousands of trees that fall on this trail and it's not and, it seems like it's very very lightly traveled at best yeah so there's maybe like maybe one or two groups that do it a year now and that's just because it's become it's more um more popular due to the internet right mm-hmm. as, as being a difficult trail um, and on that one there's we were following a gps route on the trail and um the signs that mark there's these little markers on the trees hey there it is it's uh the blackwater river crossing which is one of the probably one of the craziest water crossings in in on a trail in bc um yeah, we we're following these trail markers around the tree, these little diamond markers. And um, and the GPS route differed from these trail markers. And the GPS route went on this like grooved, not sorry, not grooved, like um, graded dirt road that was super smooth. And the little trail markers went off on this little side trail. And we're like, oh, <laughs> side trail looks way more fun. Right, right. So of course we followed the trail markers and like ignored the GPS route that's like, you know what, what most people do yeah and we got to this section that was super super off camber and we're walking it and you know the first uh truck that 
got up there is like on on angle like this sitting yeah, there was- and we're like i don't know about this like the trail's barely wide enough for a truck it looked like a quad trail and um and we're walking it and we look we were like hey there's like a cross on the ground here like somebody died here and we look down and there's the truck like upside down in the river at the bottom of this cliff that we're on the edge of because it rolled because the road's so skinny and it's so narrow and so of course we're like nah, let's give it a try (laughs) and the thing about that video too is like everybody who's ever been off-roading knows that stuff never shows up as bad on picture or video as it is in person ever like never ever ever so seeing that video doesn't it (laughs) yes i but even seeing that like and knowing that it's worse than what we're seeing is like i i would i would want nothing to do with that that's yeah past where my limit ends i actually made a note like um i i I mapped it out to add to onyx off road and i actually popped a waypoint at the fork and made a note do not go this way (laughs) Uh, that was was bad because yeah it was uh it was a rough like i don't know three or four hours we spent there getting getting the trucks through that and it made for great great entertainment but it was yeah. high, high stress, like by far the the most stressful situation I've been in off-roading because because all of a sudden I was thinking about like, well, I'm responsible for these guys that I brought here to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's let's do this, guys. And, you know, holding the camera. Yep. And uh, and I was like, man, if if anybody rolls their truck here, I'm going to feel awful. And well, so are they. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that was that was pretty sketchy. I mean, yeah. seeing how much the vehicles were leaning over and like knowing what was at the bottom is, I mean, yeah, death was at the bottom. And yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literal I death. Across, I, I was driving it, and I was just like, first of all, I just wanted to get across it, so I was like, I was going a little faster than I should have been. I was just like, eh, not so bad, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I'm just gonna like trust my spotter and not not think about how i feel and then i um and then my buddy braun was holding the camera and spotting me at the same time and he didn't notice there was a rock in the grass that have to kind of like go around a little bit like around towards the edge um but i was i thought i was in the clear so i started picking up speed and my front tire hit it at speed and i ended up two wheels in the air like leaning towards the cliff of death <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he no. came back he's like whoa, 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 whoa and it came back down i'm just like what just happened <laughs> <laughs> like so newly saw frightening. life yeah that was sketchy that yeah, was almost died there yeah that's the spot <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. man not good so if the camera's actually level that's crazy sketch <laughs> this i've rotated this slightly for the thumbnail to make it look a little worse but okay. It is really bad. Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, yeah. and some of the other stuff you've done too, like I mean, the landslides, especially, that's something that's completely foreign territory to us in the Northeast. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have like, like there's no landslide deal here, you know. Like, where's I, I don't either, dude. Chris is like, Chris like, we don't have mountains. Yeah, not of elevation change to get <laughs> things to slide. Yeah, so some of the mudslides and stuff are like they're they're really interesting because the the mud that comes down is is basically like quicksand mm-hmm. so as soon as you get your your tires in it you just sink so you're pretty much winching through it if you if you get into it very far but um so yeah i like a challenge do you usually lead the crew when you're out on the trail not necessarily um we don't really think about that too much it's just like mm-hmm. whatever order we happen to end okay. up in yeah um yeah i find it varies from group to group and territory to territory like some places people will have their in like really crazy stuff they'll either decide to have their most capable go first to see if it's even possible to make it or like moderately capable vehicle from Mm -hmm. their group go to like set the stage to see if the you know lesser vehicles are going to be able to get through yeah so yeah yeah. i don't know we're all like my friends and i are all pretty gung-ho for whatever so i mean i like to think it's, uh, it doesn't really matter. Right. If I'm with that. some guys who are less experienced and we're doing something sketchy, definitely I'll be like, sure, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I, you know, I, I keep a pretty tight-knit group of people that I go out with. 
because because we're doing crazy stuff and because we're filming and and um you know i just like to know what's going on yeah yeah nothing uh nothing puts a damper on a day in the woods like not trusting the people you're with you know yeah so i get it so uh where where uh favorite couple places you've been during the youtube channel yeah stories here well for me like the favorite place my favorite places i've gone have been like stuff in the u.s that's kind of far away like death valley or some of the stuff in utah not necessarily the stuff that does the best on my channel because people want to see more of like BC type Boring. Yeah. feeling, right? Yeah. So whenever I go down to the US, it my viewership tends to to drop. But um, yeah, there's me on top of the world. But like that stuff's all foreign to me. So that's, you know, I, I want to go out further and explore. Like I don't want to just stay in my backyard all the time. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, I got I to gotta get out of, out of BC. So like, I think... Probably like the my favorite place I've been is Death Valley. I think just because it's okay. it's massive out there, it's beautiful, and it's like nothing that I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot more like touristy, but uh, but it's there's, not, there's yeah, offering it's not to be had there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you should uh, should come to the Northeast sometime. Do some slightly different stuff. Yeah, like uh, it's... what area? Probably. I'm in Connecticut, but if you go north of here, we have you know Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine are all quite good cool stuff. yeah i hope i can get out to the east coast sometime sometime just even so far even the north main woods is probably similar scenery to bc just because of the elevation you know nice but so all right so where else uh what else is on the docket for future trips any any like bucket list kind of places you want to go i mean for for people in the u.s moab is like you know yeah box number one yeah, so last year I got to Moab for the first time. I think I was in Moab twice last year, um, which was cool. Um, and I'm going again. I'm not so into the, like the just like the Moab trails, you know. I don't know why I did quotation marks there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just not. I'm not like those are fun, but that's my kind of off roading again is more like I like to explore. That's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm at. So um, where where would I like to go? I want to go like more north. I want to okay. do some stuff up in northern BC, get up into the Yukon or Alaska. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot in Alaska as far as off-roading from what I from what I've heard. There's just like a couple of trails that everyone kind of does. But I'm more interested in what's in like northern British Columbia and the Yukon, mm-hmm. like really remote places where there's just not that many people off-roading to begin with. And there's okay. like maybe some mining history and stuff like that. It says there's such a short window to get up into those areas in the summer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you're spending a week driving each way. So it's kind of, right. kind of like a big endeavor to get up there. You're talking like Dempster Highway kind of stuff, like truck to the. Yeah. Yeah. Arctic. Yeah. Okay. But I yeah, want to go to some more like remote places up there and, and do some exploring. I don't want to just like, you know, drive on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think for a lot of people just doing the Dempster is enough adventure, you know, yeah. it's like. It's am I sounding like am I sounding elite if I say that sounds boring to me? <laughs> no, you're a little a little jaded, a little uh, a little. We've, we've already established that your level of sketchiness is different than everyone else's level right. of sketchiness. Yeah, sure. So yeah. saying I don't want to drive the dirt road Dempster Highway is completely fine. Like I, actually, I totally do want to do that drive. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's an awesome drive. It just um, it's not the kind of content that I that yeah, I yeah. You could. Like, I'm not. I'm not like in like the type of overlander guy who just kind of drives on smooth right. roads all the time family and, and there's nothing wrong with that I'm not saying well, anything wrong it's just not what i do it will and your whole business model is based off youtube's algorithm like you you have to go more you have to do because if you're just the average average joe guy you're not going to get the clicks like you're yeah. literally well, i mean there's a thousand channels now yeah doing that so yeah. it it's become a lot um where you have to stand out a lot more to be successful you can't just like put a rooftop tent on and go camping right like you gotta <laughs> you gotta have like something going on so and i mean my thing is going kind of crazy places right you, you know how you could make dempster you know. exciting you could do it in a mazda miata i was to say do it in the least <laughs> capable vehicle you could think of <laughs> Dude. Like a with a rooftop tent there you oh, go. yeah right Hey, Lambo's. What's the? Is it Serato or Sterato? The new like rally-ified. I don't know. Yeah. Car they yeah. got coming out. 
It's their version of the Safari 9-11. Yeah, right. Costs as much as my house. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, my my Jeep now is probably worth as much as, like, an entry-level Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> definitely pre-owned. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah right? A little bit. What, uh, you have anything else planned for it, or are you kind of just living oh, it's pretty like, life now? I just kind of went all in in the beginning. So, I mean, right now... There's a few things that I still want to do. Like I want to get my Red Arc system installed and have like a, you know, fallen electrical system, which I mm. really miss from my old truck. It's sitting on my couch over here. It's just like, <laughs> it's a huge undertaking to install that, that system. And, and my time is like, you know, I go out for three days on the weekend usually. And then I spend another three days editing. And if I'm lucky, I get a day to spend with my family. <laughs> so right. like any kind of, um, uh, truck projects either farm out to epic adventure outfitters to help me out with uh, a great shop a local shop here mm-hmm. um or i have to make time for it but um other stuff i want to do hmm. i don't know like it's the truck's pretty set up right now so i'm pretty i'm pretty happy we did like the, my most recent mod that i'm pretty happy with is installing a diesel heater that's like permanently oh. mounted and like pipes into the floor of the the camper so when you pop the tent inside, there's like a vent. It looks like a furnace vent. Before. That's awesome. And I've got the controls like mounted to the roof of the tent. So I just get in there and I'm like, what's the coldest you've camped in? Uh, I think like minus 14. Oh my gosh. Celsius? Celsius. Yeah, yeah. Celsius. Canadian, dude. We've been talking about kilometers like, all morning. It's still <laughs> fucking cold one way or another. Yeah. It's Very cold. cold. Um, it's, yeah. it's like at that level of cold, you don't even want to be outside anymore. It's oh. just miserable. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's my my favorite was uh, Rochelle uh, Croft. She was posting from Billings or or uh, Bozeman or whatever. The fact that it was like negative forty, and I was like, it it literally doesn't matter what scale you use because negative forty is the same on both scales. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the weird. only time it matches up. Yeah, I I don't think I could do that. Um, so at minus fourteen, my my diesel heater was was having trouble keeping up with the cold okay. so it, yeah i had i could only get it up to I've, I've since made some adjustments that should hopefully fix that problem but uh i could only get my tent up to about plus three so it was oh, uh God. it was still cold that's <laughs> yeah. yeah at that point you have to hope you brought the mummy bag too like <laughs> yeah i did and 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 my my diesel heater so i had i had the battery that was running the diesel heater in the bed of my truck which wasn't heated and so the cold made the battery drain faster and at three o'clock in the morning my heater died oh (laughs) i like buried myself in the mummy bag and uh and i was like well hopefully i don't die and went back to sleep (laughs) oh man i mean that's freezing to death is just falling asleep longer yeah i mean maybe i was gonna have a long nap or maybe i was gonna wake up but um (laughs) Yeah, it was fine actually because my my I think my sleeping bag's rated for minus twenty or something, and, and I just I, I I had a down jacket on inside a down mummy mm-hmm. bag, and that was you know more than warm enough. That's a lot. So we we haven't discussed yet. There's there's a Bronco too. Yes, I have. Uh, I have the and new Bronco. I'm sorry, I should clarify a Bronco also, not a Bronco too. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> new Bronco. Good. Good distinction. Yeah. Very important distinction. 2022 Bronco. Yeah. So we got that, um, again, like right when, right when the Bronco came out, um, and I had all these plans for, for, you know, having one of the first build Broncos and kind of like replicating what I did with the gladiator. Um, and, uh, just, man, did that not work out? It, um, (laughs) all the supply chain shortages and COVID and like, Mm. like we literally just ended up lifting it like a few months ago and um so i and at this time so the the motor blew up on my gladiator just after we got this so good timing because i had a i had a another vehicle i could make videos with but i had this this whole trip planned to go to moab and uh easter jeep safari and everything last year and i ended up taking my stock bronco badlands (laughs) and uh, man there's nothing less exciting than watching a stock vehicle go wheeling it is so boring to watch it's and, it's b-roll uh, from the marketing materials and then you it, add that that's to, gonna be me yeah <laughs> you add that to people like all the people who are watching for the gladiator on my channel 
And then going from, you know, this badass gladiator to this stock Bronco. And I was like, well, you know, I'm still doing the same kind of adventures and, uh, and mm -hmm. people just weren't interested in it. So, hmm. and then, I mean, it, we essentially got it to be my wife's, my wife's daily driver. And then we were going to use it as both a backup vehicle and also like do some trips together where we would both drive one vehicle and then we could have both vehicles in. And, um, and that was kind of the plan behind the whole Moab trip last year, but because we couldn't get parts, it took so long to, to build it. And then like, and everybody just complained about the Bronco every time I put it in a video. And I started like, <laughs> getting like unsubscribed just, just because of the Bronco. That's and, so interesting. And then like at the same time, I also get like all the Bronco people are like subscribing to my channel and then, and then they're, they only want to see the Bronco and it became, it just becomes like this super divisive thing. Hmm. So like, I completely regret getting the thing, although it is nice to have a, have a, like, it's a great off-road vehicle. It's super capable, but um, I think it just makes more sense to focus on one vehicle because yeah. uh, mm -hmm. people get so attached to the vehicle that yeah. you're driving, they, you know, especially when it like has a name and like, it's right. you know, so I still want to do, I'm, I'm going to find a way to make the Bronco cool and <laughs> make people <laughs> like it. I'm going to find a way. Like we're just at some point we're just gonna make it super badass and uh, go pick up gladiator. I don't, like, I don't know if we have to chop it in half and put a truck bed on it, or we have to like, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, we're like, I'm not giving up on this project. But it just everything went wrong with it from day one. So um, um, where where along the line of getting Bronco, planning to modify Bronco, it becoming your wife's daily, does launching it into the air fall almost immediately um almost yeah right from the start <laughs> okay so we like probably within like a week of getting it i um i hit up my buddy bruce uh who has like a, a jump course in his backyard because uh, he's a uh formerly a professional uh motocross athlete mm -hmm. and um oh that's it right there and i was like and a he gap. you know jumps cars in his backyard for fun <laughs> so uh i was like hey you want to jump a brand new bronco well, i mean first i asked my wife i was like hey can bruce jump your brand new bronco and she's like yeah that sounds cool and uh yeah so we just did it we jumped it <laughs> just yep did it. <laughs> yep that's that's some airtime yeah and, and hilarious again like something that i thought like like this is gonna be great people are gonna love this 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 video is gonna like blow up one of my worst performing videos of all time where we really dollars so vehicle like that's just the algorithm just not making yeah. sense you can't you can't it's force so morality you know like unless you're mr beast i guess <laughs> uh, <laughs> right like you never know how stuff's gonna do and um mm. i i don't know what exactly i did wrong here but but people just did not like this video it's uh mm. I love it. I think it's great. It's hilarious. There's a lot of vlogging type stuff going on for the first for most of the video because you know jumping over a ramp only lasts a few seconds. Yeah, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if it goes. Well. It's a fun video. <laughs> I don't know. I I like that video a lot. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Bruce is awesome. So yeah, it, it probably the same people who came to see the Bronco are like, oh, you're abusing the Bronco. I'm not staying. Yeah, so so then I got all the people because of the supply chain shortages. Like it's really hard to get a Bronco, right? And I got all the Bronco people mad at me because they're like oh must be nice you, you you're out here like jumping it and i can't even get mine <laughs> I'm like, come on guys like i'm just trying to do something fun here seriously catch 22 that's so, yeah that's so and it is sorry. what it is zero damage to the bronco to its credit it uh and to the driver's credit because he he's a he's a pro mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah it was oh, it was a fun day it certainly looked like it. And also we now have um, multiple show guests who have jumped Broncos or at least oh, yeah. Bronco tangential vehicles. Are you talking about yeah. Lauren? Lauren and Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> like, I don't those know are, if you really call like all those Bronco race trucks. Yeah. And yeah. Lauren Healy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was so, trying speaking to... of hammers is going down right now. Right. Yes, that's why yeah. all of our guests are pushed towards the end of February because <laughs> yeah. everybody's at hammers. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like I, um, every year people ask me to go, and I just like it just looks like such a shit show. 
Like, (laughs) I feel like if you go with people that you know are going to be within some form of control, you'll be fine. It's all of the other jackassery that what I would definitely want to hold off on. <laughs> also, and then add to that, like desert. almost everybody I know who went last year ended up getting COVID there. So seriously, oh. yeah. <laughs> super spreader event of all super spreader events. Yeah. But it's outdoor. No, I just... it, this is my favorite video I ever made right here. Death Valley. Well, that no, that it's plus it's recreating the Night Rider theme. Oh, <laughs> yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then I this whole I did this whole thing in this video where where the, my truck started talking to me and we like traveled to another <laughs> and went on this whole like sci-fi twist and uh, well, I just got super creative with it again a video that did not perform well at all but it's like my all-time favorite video I've ever made. So it was worth it to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. One way or not, I would make yeah. that video a hundred times over. <laughs> I love doing like throwing a little bit of scripted stuff in sometimes for fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back into making videos. I was like, I did the same thing as you in high school. I, I wanted to go to film school. You know, I made movies. I did all the film for like the school productions and everything. And then it was like, oh, your chances of actually being successful with this degree is not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be, being a successful filmmaker is like probably the hardest thing to to get into. That's why YouTube's so great because you can just kind of flex your filmmaking mm-hmm. um needs without mm-hmm. so having to to be super right um, i don't know where i'm going like, hollywood. yeah you don't have to be hollywood about it through hollywood and and yeah. uh you know yeah i, lo- well, I love I'm... the shooting i love the planning i love the filming i hate the editing i'll ship everything to you <laughs> i hate how time consuming it is that's the only right. thing i don't like mm-hmm. but the editing's where you get to tell your story right the editing's yeah. what sets you apart from like where you're just filming something and putting like throwing it out there it sets like i'd say the editing is the most important part of Mm -hmm. what i do and i mean obviously you know the channel is a business for you and whatnot but do you find that the shooting of the footage while on these adventures detracts from it at all or is it just so second nature at this point no yeah it's it's like it's like riding a bike now um and I mean, I'm filming, like, in reality, I'm filming so little of what's actually going on. On a three-day trip, I'm making a 20-minute video, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, it's, it's only a small fraction of what we're actually doing. I, I'm I'm at the point where I can, I'm kind of editing it in my head as I'm watching what's going on. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I need a shot here. I need, I need an angle of this here. And then I just get out and do it and then get back to what I was doing. Okay. So it's... Um, I mean, yeah, it definitely slows things down a bit as you're going. So that's another reason I like to have like a good crew with me who are familiar with how I operate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't take away from the adventure of it for me, which is which is you know again, that's, it's like the two things I love: adventure and making movies. So that's awesome. Hey, how, how often do you yeah, for combining them? Hi, honey. So, how often do you not know where the trail is going to go? Quite often. Yeah. A lot of times we're like, um, like this trail here, we had, we were just like straight up exploring. We were fall- we were on this one trail that we had a route for and we saw like this little side trail. Again, we're like that side trail looks way more interesting than the trail that we're on. So we follow it. And the first thing we come into is like a bridge that's half collapsed. And there's like this giant hole in it. So we, we're like, Oh, let's just, <laughs> you know, let's drive across it. And so we drive across it and we go like, this is probably like my favorite trip from last year and uh and we end up up here in this alpine area and this old mining road and then we thought the road was going to end kind of up here where this big peak is and then i'm flying around with the drone and i see this like little trail that goes straight up to the top of the mountain and over the other side Hmm. i'm looking at the map and on the other side is where the trail is that we were originally going to be on so we're like, oh, let's give it a try. And we go up this steep trail. We end up right on this, like, right on the edge of the top of this this mountain, which was amazing. And then we drive down it, and we go down these crazy switchbacks, like these super sharp switchbacks. Yeah, this is just before that. It's a section row that slid out and uh, looks really cool from that angle. It's actually not. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's a hell of a shot, though. It looks yeah. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's actually, like, it's actually totally 
safe i'm sure probably not but um (laughs) we uh yeah so we go down these switchbacks and we're like no idea where we're going but every every corner like the trail just keeps getting more and more incredible as far as views and and everything and then uh yeah and these are the switchbacks here on the other side of the mountain as we're coming down so um i think like there's a mountain biking company that operates up here and they've kind of dug out Mm. a trail system um and this this trail is like for their their cat or something but um yeah have you done most of the time we have no idea because uh i I love the first comment that says nope you fell off the cliff and this account is now haunted (laughs) (laughs) those switchbacks were nuts like it was literally straight and then straight and i did like a 20 point turn in the gladiator and uh it was terrifying and i love it dude over the top the trail looks amazing though just yeah just rolling across the top how long are you generally out on these trips usually on average three days so i'll leave on like a friday morning and i'll come back on sunday evening yeah for the most part depends on shit in three days oh my god yeah this is i think this one was a four-day trip yeah this one was a four-day trip we left this on, is I why I also drove 14 hours to get to this location. So yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. So it, it's the short overall time period, but the transits to get there are hard day out. Yeah. Do so it hard day back. Recently, because I have to keep going further and further to get to new places. It's like my biggest struggle. Um, you know, I, it's not uncommon for me to do like a, like a 10 hour Thursday drive to, to get out somewhere. That's all. It's just Jesus. like, Meet at west of Denver. I totally get yeah. it. Yeah. And then if I I'm mean, super lucky, I can do I can make like two videos on if I do like four days or whatever and make two two videos. But a lot of times because mm-hmm. I'm telling a story, which is kind of my thing, you know, you got to have a beginning, middle, and end. And you can't just like chop the video in the middle. People will be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, or <laughs> it's so mad. Videos that continue in like multiple parts really don't do well on YouTube because you'll end up getting all these people who missed part one when part two gets recommended mm. to them. And then they'll just click off because they're like, oh, I didn't see the first part of this. Or they or they don't click it because they're like, oh, I haven't seen part one yet. Right, so where's the setup? I have to make sure, like, so when we did the Alexander McKenzie trail, I did it in three, three parts, but I didn't say anything about part one, part two, part three. I just, you know, made them... Yep. It's definitely a part one, part two, part three, if you watch it, but you can watch any one of those videos and, uh, and mm-hmm. be entertained. Hmm. That's so interesting because so many other overland channels, just like here is the beginning and here is like next section. And this is where it ends. You go. Okay. But yeah. No, I try cool. to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, shit, it seems to be working. So yeah, I think so. Run with it. Hopefully it continues to work. <laughs> kind of put all my uh, my eggs in this basket. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, it seems to be fun. You know, I, I yeah. can't attest I mean, to the business side of things. Ever changing landscape, <laughs> the YouTube world, and you know, and social media in general, and and uh, the advertising landscape, and uh, it's like everything's evolving all the time. And you know, who knows how long YouTube will be the the right. thing right you know maybe tiktok is the future i don't know sure hope not it's not <laughs> I, I refuse i'm i have a tiktok account it has like one or two clips on it and i was like yeah i think the most frustrating part <laughs> i heard about tiktok is like tick the, they're like what 60 seconds at length and like there are people doing car reviews on tiktok and like those people are getting invited to press launches and like shorter oh, attention I... spans like as as social media moves in that direction and that's Mm -hmm. uh you know that's one of my definitely one of my fears but i think long-form content will always have its place yeah i think so too who knows if youtube will always be that place you know it's it's um it's very tricky having your entire future dependent on google you know Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right right i mean eventually it gets to the point where you just hedge your bets and like you hope it's not going to fail you know the same way like there's people who work their whole lives for big corporations and then totally know, like how many people were at enron for 20 years before enron yeah. did its enron you thing lose your job you're just kind of hooped right yeah shit out of luck yeah <laughs> i mean i think proof for it i'm at a point now probably where i would have no problem getting somebody to hire me to do like to do their 
their social media or their video right, production right. or something like some company in the industry for sure would would give me a job so mm -hmm. i feel fairly safe about that and then i've tried to diversify a bit through like you know doing patreon and and something where like if youtube disappeared i would still have an audience somewhere right guys i'll be right back i just heard a loud crash in my house sorry <laughs> we are up near the end of the show ross we can let's hope it comes back I, yeah, I'm going to leave it in because this... If somebody comes back wearing a ski mask, like, what's going on yeah. here? That'll be exactly. really very um, concerning. I do have his address, so I can't call 911 if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, has kids, right? Yeah, he's got a little one. Uh, yeah, she's yeah, only like... Yeah, she's she's an infant, though. She's like six months old, and oh, they don't have pets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has been uh, scooting around quite a bit recently. I've been in a lot of videos with her moving, so uh, I definitely understand why you're scooting. I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to know yeah. what happened. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> We're back. The good news yeah. is I have your address. If I had to call nine one one, so yeah, it was the. Um, I mean, you guys probably know the the table that clips into the high chair. Yeah, wasn't wasn't attached and plummeted from you know. Said high chair. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so. Well, sweet. Yeah. We we are up on it. So. <laughs> you didn't die. Yep. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was going to be something more exciting, but right, I could come running through with a bat chasing somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were hoping you were going to come back with a ski mask on and just like lean into the camera. Right. <laughs> Imagine just goes dark. Skyrocket for your podcast if somebody oh, had a ski mask yeah, and right. kind of showed up <laughs> on the news and everything. Right. Oh, Podcasters man. leave camera running while getting robbed. Right. <laughs> a local man murdered on screen. <laughs> I'll still clip it out. I yeah, got that kind of skill. <laughs> you, could edit Ruthless. It, you, know, you could like overlay that onto the <laughs> Ruthless. With the uh, Benny Hill theme in the background. <laughs> never heard from again. I'm out. That's it. <laughs> well, sweet. I'm going to wrap up cool. the show. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. uh, you can rate and review this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can like and subscribe to Sean's YouTube channel, The Story Till Now. Sure. And you're the you're the story till now everywhere. Like you're one of the only yeah. people that got all of their names correct. Yeah, because I spelled it stupid. <laughs> oh, because you didn't go with until? Yeah, because that sounds kind of stupid, right? And it yeah, looks kind of stupid. Story, I don't know. Until Honestly, now. I hate the name. I shouldn't say this. I don't hate the name of my channel. But I hate that I I didn't put more thought into it. Because I, I called it, it that because I didn't know what the channel was about. Is this going to be about whatever? I'm like, it's my story until right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It leaves you, know, you, you never to pivot. Your, you don't expect your YouTube channel to like turn into your whole <laughs> life. When That's true. But so, hey, if you ever find a new hobby or something else to put on the channel, there you, you can roll yeah. right in. And then you're not doing, you know, like, I don't know, fucking music videos and it's something overland, you know? <laughs> you're out there and you're going to start a YouTube channel. Be smart. Just name it your name. Yeah. That was to say, we're not all Doug. Doug DeMuro nailed it. <laughs> uh, you can follow the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Ross is no, not like the one from Friends, and I'm at Overlanding Dad, and we did it. We've done a show. Thank you so much, Sean. Thanks, Sean. Uh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time, and uh, let's get together more. These these are always my favorite episodes with people we've never really met before because I'm like, we're either going to have a great time or it's going to be a weird <laughs> time. Yeah, <laughs> I hope it was both. A little bit of hey. both. A little bit of yeah. both. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're all about.